0: Welcome to Read By, where today's finest authors read what matters to them, from their homes to yours. In this episode, poet Jane Hirschfield reads from a collection of poems she calls the lives of the poets, including works by Lucille Clifton, Frank O'Hara, Adrian Rich, and more. To learn more from Hirschfield about her choices, check out the episode description. And now, read by Jane Hirschfield.
1: This is Jane Hirschfield, reading to you from the hem of Mount Tamalpais in Northern California. Poems are about human lives. They're knowing by stories, language, feelings, comprehensions, perplexities, musics. Because the lives of poets include the making of poetry, some poems are about that. I've chosen a half dozen from a range of persons, places, and directions out of a folder I've long been keeping that I think of as the lives of the poets. And because this selection is for the 92nd Street Y, a place where people have long come and will come again to hear poems said by their makers, And because we've all been through a year now of pandemic uncertainties, I'm going to begin with two that show the other side of the fabric of public readings. This is Poetry Reading by Anna Sphere, translated by Czesław Miewosz and Leonard Nathan from The Polish. Poetry Reading I'm curled into a ball like a dog that is cold. Who will tell me why I was born? Why this monstrosity called life? The telephone rings. I have to give a poetry reading. I enter. A hundred people, a hundred pairs of eyes. They look. They wait. I know for what. I am supposed to tell them why they were born. Why there is this monstrosity called life. Next, after the reading by Lucille Clifton. Tired from being a poet, I throw myself onto Howard Johnson's bed and long for home, that sad, mysterious country where nobody notices a word I say, nobody thinks more of me or less than they would think of any chattering thing, mice running toward the dark Leaves rubbing against one another, words tumbling together up the long stair. Home, my own cheap lamp I can switch off, pretending I'm at peace there in the dark. Home, I sink at last into the poet's short and fitful sleep. This is the Chinese poet Han Shan, who lived between 680 and 760 C.E., here we languish, a bunch of poor scholars, battered by extremes of hunger and cold. Out of work, our only joy is poetry. Scribble, scribble, we wear out our brains. Who will read the work of such men? On that point, you can save your size. We could inscribe our poems on biscuits, and the homeless dogs wouldn't deign to nibble. That was translated by Burton Watson. Next, we have the 20th century Greek poet Giannis Ritsos in a translation by Kimon Fryer and Costas Mirciades' Necessary Explanation. There are certain stanzas, sometimes entire poems, whose meaning not even I know. It's what I do not know that holds me still. You were right to ask me but don't ask me. I don't know, I tell you. The parallel lights from the same center, the sound of water falling in winter from an overbrimming drain pipe, or the sound of a water drop as it falls from a rose in a watered garden, slowly, slowly on a spring evening, like a bird sobbing. I don't know what this sound means. Even so, I acknowledge it. I've explained to you whatever else I know. I've not been neglectful, but even these add to our lives. I would notice, as she slept, how her knees formed an angle on the bedsheet. It was not only a matter of love. This corner was a ridge of tenderness, and the fragrance of the bedsheet of cleanliness And of spring supplemented that inexplicable thing I sought, in vain again, to explain to you. This is the final section of Adrian Rich's An Atlas of the Difficult World, Part 13, Dedications. I know you are reading this poem late before leaving your office of the one intense yellow lamp spot and the darkening window in the lassitude of a building faded to quiet long after rush hour. I know you are reading this poem standing up in a bookstore far from the ocean on a gray day of early spring, faint flakes driven across the plain's enormous spaces around you. I know you are reading this poem in a room where too much has happened for you to bear, where the bedclothes lie in stagnant coils on the bed and the open valise speaks of flight, but you cannot leave yet. I know you are reading this poem as the underground train loses momentum and before running up the stairs toward a new kind of love your life has never allowed. I know you are reading this poem by the light of the television screen where soundless images jerk and slide while you wait for the newscast from the Intifada. I know you are reading this poem in a waiting room of eyes met and unmeeting, of identity with strangers. I know you are reading this poem by fluorescent light and the boredom and fatigue of the young who are counted out, count themselves out at too early an age. I know you are reading this poem through your failing sight, the thick lens enlarging these letters beyond all meaning, yet you read on because even the alphabet is precious. I know you are reading this poem as you pace beside the stove-warming milk, a crying child on your shoulder, a book in your hand because life is short, and you too are thirsty. I know you are reading this poem which is not in your language, guessing at some words while others keep you reading, and I want to know which words they are. I know you are reading this poem listening for something, torn between bitterness and hope, turning back once again to the task you cannot refuse. I know you are reading this poem because there is nothing else left to read. There, where you have landed, stripped as you are. And for the last poem by Frank O'Hara, the New York poet, Autobiographia Literaria. When I was a child, I played by myself in a corner of the schoolyard, all alone. I hated dolls, and I hated games. Animals were not friendly, and birds flew away. If anyone was looking for me, I hid behind a tree and cried out, I am an orphan! And here I am, the center of all beauty, writing these poems, Imagine.
0: 92Y's Read by is produced and commissioned by New York's 92Y Unterberg Poetry Center, a home for live readings and literature for over 80 years. To invite more authors into your home, subscribe to 92Y's Read by wherever you download podcasts. If you're able, please visit 92Y.org/help now to donate to support 92Y and our new digital programming. Thank you, and thank you for listening. Find more great recordings at 92Y.org/slash/readby.